Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of May Wrestling. It's us, your boys, Mark Sylvester and Richie Filmer. Yo, 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 God, this has been well too long. How the devil are you, Marcus? I'm good, thank you, Richie. How the devil are you, kind sir? Yeah, very well, very well. My God, we haven't done one of these in how long? What, I know, six man. Six months? Six, seven months or so. And the cool thing about this as well, we're just talking about a segment from a show. We're not talking about a pay-per-view or a match or anything because it was so epic. Like seven it and was. a half years in the making, I think it was. And everyone knows what we're going on about. And it is obviously the uh, the, or the reincarnation of uh, Mr. CM Punk.
We will hear from CM Punk, the newest addition to All Elite Wrestling, in just one minute and 30 seconds. You've waited this long to hear from CM Punk. You only have to wait 90 seconds more. CM Punk is in AEW. Oh, oh completely, man. Oh, mate, I was so happy when he came back. I've literally listened to that and watched that whole clip about 15, 20 times now, and I still, like, listen, because I think for me it's, like, one of the best crowd reactions ever. It was so cool. Yes. Um, I was so excited when he came down and stuff. Like, you know, I, I, I could feel the the CM Punk fans, like, goosebumps. I, I, and I can understand why the CM Punk man would have liked that because, obviously, he meant quite a lot yeah. for so many different people. Yeah, yeah. The thing about CM Punk is he was kind of like, he is the voice of the voiceless. He was the kind of, um, he was the professional wrestler when he worked in the world of giants, per se. And I think that's why he had such a big following. It's because he's a he's a wrestler's fan. He's a fan's wrestler. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, definitely, man. You know, he's, a, he's the voice of the people. I mean, yeah, I mean, I never thought he would come back to pro wrestling. I never thought he would. I'll be honest with you, dude. I never thought exact. I never thought the same thing as well. And I wish I kind of stayed up for it because of my nephew's round. I felt a bit like I shouldn't really do it because I screamed in the morning and I was just like quite loud, obviously, because he was back. But I was like, I wasn't going to do that because it's not fair for them. So now I'm going to get the pay per view to um, to watch it live as well because I'm off the next day. So I'm like, you know, you got to watch Punk's yeah. first match back in like seven and a half, eight years now, nearly. So yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, what we're trying to do is. Um... I'll have a, I'll put a few strings. I'll uh, see if I can get it watched, and then uh, maybe do a joint podcast on it if you like. Yeah, definitely, man. I'm up for that. Like we could do the whole show because I think this show is going to do gangbusters. I mean, the fact that AEW was able to sell the the United Center with just the words "best in the world" and a few little hints there and there, yeah, or here and there. Yeah, it's a bit like what Corny said, Jim Cornette. He said, "Now if AEW can sell out." The Civic Center, which is an NBA arena, so it's big. Mm-hmm. If they can sell that out on just a rumor of CM Punk, and they never actually went on record to say CM Punk will be returning, it was Darby Allen's promo that said, "I will beat you, even if you think you are the best in the world." That's all he had to say. And there was rumors going around on the dirt sheets that Bill Brooks wanted to wrestle again, and he sold the Civic Center out and he wasn't even scheduled to be there. And I think AEW done such a good job in presenting him. You know, Jim Ross, he just laid back. He just let Phil Brooks talk, CM yeah. Punk talk. He just, I can, oh, it was just done with absolute execution. It was absolutely perfect. I mean, I had goosebumps and that's, you know, it, it brought a tear to a glass eye. It was unbelievable. Yeah, definitely, man. I agree with you there as well. And also as well, the thing that I really liked about it was the fact it was the beginning of the show where I felt like if they did it later on, it would have t- uh, the chance would have taken away from the other matches and I- I'm glad glad it did it straight away. And also as well, like you said about Jim Ross's commentary, which is why I like the yeah. AEW commentary because they let things flow. They let the yeah. guys uh, and the moment there where I think if it was in WWE, Michael Cole would have been just saying all oh, this rubbish and it's just like, no, just yeah. let it be. And you yeah. could see like, hear uh, Mark Henry about the CM Punk guy going like, oh shit, you, obviously they mentioned like, you know, we haven't heard this much of a roar since Michael Jordan came back and stuff and it's quite cool to kind yeah. of like, obviously everyone yeah. remembering Michael Jordan again because of the amazing documentary that came out last year, but it's cool to kind yeah. of like see them compare it to that as well. Yeah, very Jordan-esque, I think JR actually yeah. said. 
Yeah, it was done so well. And I think people now, people say, you know, that WWE don't really take notice of what AEW are doing. I think that's I think that's rubbish. They've got to see and hear what AEW are doing now. I mean, I've not heard. I mean, I've, I mean, John Cena returning at the Royal Rumble, that got a big pop. I mean, mm-hmm. CM Punk wrestling the money in the bank, that got a big pop. This pop was so loud, you couldn't actually hear the music at the start. You heard the beginning, um, like the TV fuzzing, like they yeah. kind of copied that from WWE. And as soon as you get that first guitar riff, that the whole crowd just absolutely ape shit. I mean, you couldn't even hear the music. That pop must have been unbelievable. I mean, I saw a tweet um, this morning. Um, I think one of the fans or a fan had tweeted Guinness World Book of Records and said, was that the loudest pop? And Guinness yes. World Records actually come back. Because we don't know, we don't know how to measure it, but my God, what a reaction. And I mean, come on. Oh, dear. I mean, come on. Can you recall a pop as loud as that? Personally, can you personally think of anyone, Bret Hart, Hulk Hogan, anyone as loud as that? Triple H? I don't think Steve so. Steve Austin. Maybe Steve Austin back in 99, no. but even then, no. But no. Uh, no. I don't think so. I don't think so. Sydney and Punk have been gone for seven years. You know, like Cornette says, how can you miss me if I never leave? Seven years is a long time to be away from the ring and from the fans, and they wanted him back. Oh, yeah, man, massively. I mean, he was... They used to chanting quite often on Raw, on SmackDown, in any, in any show, didn't they? Like, I think wasn't there a yeah. couple of times they would have seen Punk chanting even in Rev Pro, which is quite cool because actually now he's back. We might even see him in Rev Pro possibly, and even in New Japan. You know, because did oh, you I think list- we've seen him in New Japan? Yeah, yeah. Did you hear the media scrum that he mentioned about when he said to Tony Khan, you know, if we have a chat, if Tony wants me to do the G One and stuff? And when I heard that, I was like, oh my god, picture him against Okada. <laughs> Against Tanahashi, oh, against dear. Suzuki, oh my god, Zack Sabre Junior, oh. Osprey, you know, it's just the possibilities oh, are endless, man. I think that's why he's come back because he can see just how good AEW's wrestlers are and how good New Japan wrestlers are. He's like, yep, yes, let's as he, yeah. let's yeah. come back and you know, because you can tell when he came out as well, you can see him uh, quite emotional and quite happy because obviously he's like, and they mentioned, I'm not sure, uh, or obviously as well in the media scrum, he mentioned about how. Yeah. He liked the fact that when Brady Lee died, even though everyone in the company knew about it, they didn't announce it because Brady Lee didn't want anyone to know. And that's what Punk was like. Yeah. Actually, I really like this because they care yeah. about their wrestlers and they care about yeah. their well-being and stuff. And they actually care about the money. Obviously, money is important to them, but you wouldn't hear that in like WWE or some other promotions either. I agree. And on the back of what you said about CM Punk and Brody Lee, um, Brody Lee's wife widow now she um she never actually done a wake or kind of like any um, any kind of post-funeral service they actually see that AEW show which was dedicated to Brody Lee where they put the, his boots in the center of the ring mm-hmm. they see that as his um official wake or whatever you want to call it in America I mean they I mean look what they've been doing with Brody Jr like negative one keeping him involved and you know it doesn't annoy me you know it annoyed me when WWE had that random kid team up with um, Braun Strowman at Mania I thought what are they doing but yeah I remember that stuff was with, so bad the, oh, but the stuff with negative one it's just it's poetic it's beautiful and you know he's going to become a wrestler that's all he's ever wanted to do I mean what a story and I think you know, Brody Lee would be proud and the AEW fans accept it because we are AEW fans. We're the world's biggest marks, in my opinion. You know, a real wrestling fan follows AEW. See, CM Punk said in his promo, he left wrestling when he left Ring of Honor 
and he rejoins wrestling when he come back to AEW, he completely dismisses his WWE run. I mean, how do you feel about that? How did that make you feel? Um, I can understand why he would. Like, obviously working in an environment which you don't like, which I kind of feel like some people don't kind of appreciate enough and kind of like in a way... I can, I can fully understand that, to be honest. Like, as he said in, he said in his promo, you know, how am I going to get better mentally, physically, etc. if I'm in this place that made yeah. me feel weird? And you can definitely, and looking back, you can definitely tell, especially at the Royal Rumble 2014, yeah. looking back at the time, you couldn't really see it, but looking back now and seeing some of the pictures and the clips, you can definitely yeah. see just like, I'm miserable here. And it's like, well... And I think that's why he left, you know, and listened to the podcast and stuff, how much he hates it, how much he's given false hopes and stuff, at least with AEW and hopefully as well with New Japan and Rev Pro and other places he might go to, even Impact Wrestling with their whole thing yeah. and AAA and stuff, that he's given more yeah. stuff to do, he's given more responsibility. It's not just like, oh, yeah, we'll owe you one and stuff, or like what happened with John Moxley or Alistair Black and or Malachi Black now yeah. and all these other people. It's kind of like, actually... Give us something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, for me, I mean, we've always had. I don't know. Like, you've always followed the WWE, and you know, conversations off air. You know, you you're still quite involved with the up and comings and what's going on with NXT. I've, you know, had a little baby now, and I I find it quite hard to digest so much WWE television. I just find AEW for me. It kind of makes me feel like I'm at Rev Pro. It's yeah. that kind of indie fun stuff. But I think now they're getting the big names that are Paul right? They've got CM Punk, they've got Christian. They've got some veterans now that have got a bit of value. And I think CM Punk is probably the biggest name in pro wrestling at the moment. Roman Reigns, obviously, the work he's doing is fantastic, but he has not got the following of CM Punk. No. CM Punk joining AEW, I think is a good thing. So I think sometimes AEW do need reining in sometimes their stories don't make sense and they chuck a lot of stuff at the wall and see what sticks. I think if CM Punk is in control of his creative and he's not a selfish person, he said he's back for the young talent, the guys like Darby Allen and, you know, best friends and people like that. If they let a, if they let CM Punk lead, I think AEW is going to become one of the biggest monsters and the biggest threats to, AEW, to WWE in a long while. I don't mean financially. They're, they're 100 years behind them gross profit I mean the WWE like clears 600 million a year or something ridiculous mm -hmm. but AEW aren't there for the money they're there for the wrestling and it's nice that it gives us as a fan an alternate to watch um, I, I've, I've, I must admit I do keep an eye on WWE I usually come to you for the WWE reviews like even Wrestle Talk. I only listen to Ollie and um, Luke do the um, Dynamite reviews um, and I'll watch Dynamite as well but in terms of WWE for me it's just social media it's whatever pops up I kept an eye on the whole Roman Reigns and John Cena stuff and why I like that it was unscripted yeah hugely man yeah yeah yeah. you know what's your how do you feel about the unscripted stuff they're doing uh, I think for me it's better because you can hear the free flowing and the way that you know it doesn't sound as scripted or as robotic but then again, yeah. with some people, they're able to really do well with the scripted stuff. Like Samoa Joe, you can never tell us because yeah. he's that good on the mic. But going back to what you mentioned about CM Punk's pro, um, like promo and putting over guys, I like the fact as well when he first started that he wanted to do it. He put over Britt Baker straight away. He was like, 
You know, you, you, you make I me know. feel like Britt Baker did back in Pittsburgh and stuff. I really like that because it shows that he's oh. here to help the new guys yeah. as well as himself as well, obviously, too, because the amount of money he's probably got on, gotten from this as well is crazy. Also, as well, the yeah, fact yeah, that yeah. he's the highest in like three or four days, the highest selling ever T-shirt and pro wrestling tees over the Bullet Club shirt. The fact that he crashed shop AEW. The fact he crashed pro wrestling tees. The fact he's crashed with different websites now. They haven't got enough shirts. So you now have to just get one or just pure white rather than the baller shirt, I think they said it was, or or some shirt. You know, where it has the black collars and the black bottoms of the um, sleeves. And it's just like, well... And also as well, people selling on eBay the ice cream bar wrappers, which were like... Oh my god! Like fifty yeah. eight hundred quid, and the people who actually made all those ice cream bars, they said that Punk bought them from them because they're an independent company, and he wanted to help them as well. Yeah, yeah. Such a great guy. Such a great guy. Yeah, definitely, man. I mean, I mean what a rub like Britt Baker's got. Mm. What a rub Britt Baker's got. What was seeing Punk's first line? You know, my God, Chicago, you know how to make a kid feel wanted. You gave me the ovation or whatever, however you worded you it perfectly. But, you know, you made me feel like Britt Baker in Pittsburgh. Yes. Britt Baker must have been in the back just going, oh, my God. Like, the world of pro wrestling is watching and you've just been put over by the guy no one's seen for seven years. Oh, mate, I love it. I'm so happy to be a fan at the moment. Oh, mate, I am as well, bud. Because I kind of feel like, even though I love wrestling and stuff, I kind of feel like, for me, my love of it was starting to kind of, not dwindle, but, you know, everyone's was just like, now I'm like, actually, I'm really, yeah. I was just like, oh my God, and I've watched it a load of times. And also as well, you can see like a load of WWE superstars mentioning it as well. Like Sasha Banks mentioned it, Keith Lee, MVP is and she? Omos. Yeah, man. Yeah, they did. Yeah. She I, put, it's a really happy, oh. I'm really happy today. And she meant, and she posted before, let's light it up, which is obviously a reference to a- AJ Lee. Keith Lee mentioned, uh, MVP mentioned something like, pressing's amazing. Keithy said, like, I love pro wrestling and Omar said this is amazing and stuff. So it's cool to have even wrestlers, even without saying what it is, that they're happy that he's coming back yeah. because obviously it's been like seven and a bit years. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's really cool. That's really cool. Also, um, talking about Britt Baker, mm-hmm. Adam Cole's contract's expired. Um, not, we will come back to CM Punk. It's only the fact we brought up Britt Baker just then. Adam Cole, what do you reckon? Do you reckon he's going AEW or do you reckon he's going to stay NXT? I, I don't think he'll I don't think he'll stay NXT anymore. I think he'll either come up to war on SmackDown, but I think he'll only come there if he knows he's going to be booked properly and he knows that he's not going to be wasted like a lot of other NXT people are. But otherwise, yeah. he might go to AEW because his fiance's there, his good best friends are there, even though you've got Kyle O'Reilly yeah. in WWE. I'm leaning yeah. more towards 60% AEW, 40% WWE, because obviously, from the rumours going around, he's been offered a lot of money by WWE for yeah. like a couple, like a million or so, and it's kind of like, well, but then at the same time, it's like, yeah. is he going to be yeah. by the next year or by the next few months? It's kind of like, I'm not so sure. And especially as well with yeah. NXT changing apparently because of this Nick Khan bloke, uh, that I'm kind of a bit like, um, I really don't know. I, I think for me, 60% more AEW. Yeah, yeah. I think a bit, bit more than that, only because of, I don't know, the, like the Young Bucks changed their cover photo on Twitter to them in Ghostbuster suits and, you know, he put in the um, Britt Baker submission lock on in his, in his NXT match and there's just these little signs of Adam Cole um, 
I, I, I personally think he's going to come back to AEW or go to AEW, join the Elite. I really do. Yeah, because the good thing about AEW as well, which is good, rather than other people like Impact and a few other people who used to do really cool stuff, but then they just started doing it so much, then people expectations they never delivered. Where I feel with AEW, that even though they're teasing these kind of things, people are like expected. And that's why Tony Khan was like, people are going to be happy because they know, yeah. especially with like what happened with the um, death match and what happened with before with like Impact when they used to be TNA, that people used to just be like, what the hell? Why would you hype something yeah. up and not deliver on it? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, AEW have done some things and you think to yourself, oh my God, like, what are you doing? But like you just said, like they're, they're getting all this big talent. I mean, Bray Wyatt was spotted in Chicago, um, you know, sitting down watching the match up in the rafters. I think there's a lot of buzz at the moment in the pro wrestling world. They're not a Ricky Dick company, you know. This like Tony Khan's got more money than what Vince McMahon has, and that's that's something not to be sort of sniffed about, you know. That's yeah. that's a big. That, I mean, CM Punk would have gone to AEW regardless. He hates WWE, um, and he made that very very clear in his promo that he doesn't even see it as pro wrestling. He sees it as sports entertainment. He's pantomime to him. Um, you know, and you, you hear about a lot of guys at the moment in WWE don't feel safe. And this new guy, uh, Nick Khan, I think his name is, is in charge of basically what money is getting thrown around in WWE. Mm-hmm. He's not a wrestling fan. He just seems to be, you know, there's rumours about, you know, if you cut a lot of your overheads, you've got less money going out. So the money coming in looks better on the books for when they sell it to Disney. And you think to yourself, is he there to kind of make the books look good for when they actually do sell it with Vince McMahon's had enough. Um, but, but I mean, WWE, it's just a big business at the end of the day. Yeah. But that's it's the just thing that, the money, in yeah. my opinion. They're not a wrestling show. Yeah, but that's, that's the thing as well about it, though. It's it's going to be mad if they sell it to Disney because then it's like, oh, Disney are now owning something else, which then it means it's going to be weird. Are they going to like do a, like, a theme park thing with WWE? Are they going to do like... Are they going to bring in some of the stars into it and stuff? But it'll be interesting to see. Is Nick Khan related to the Khans at all, like Tony Khan and stuff, or not? Not at all. Okay. No, not at all. Not at all. I mean, did you ever see the video with Tony Khan and Tony Schiavone? Uh, um, and this, the Nick Khan's talking about he's trying to get deals in with um, New Japan Pro. Mm. And Tony Khan goes on camera and says, it's a load of basically bullshit he said we're already working with new japan moxley's working tonight for the iwgp us championship we've had bullet club come in he said it's, it's absolutely no he said like they're just trying to destroy our buzz he said we are working with new japan impact um uk promotions yeah i think ugh, the wwe the car to themselves their problem is they don't sit they like to sort of puff their chest out and say we don't see anyone else's competition you know it's like when Ted Turner first booked WCW and rang Vince and said I'm in the wrestling business and Vince McMahon said good for you I'm not in the wrestling business I'm in the entertainment business they don't see it as pro wrestling you know pro wrestling is not rewarding Chris Benoit Bret Hart I mean they've had some real technicians come through but the big guys that get pushed are the people that draw the money which is people like John Cena technically he's not a great pro wrestler but he's over with the fans and it makes business sense. But I think with AEW, they reward their technical guys as much as they do their guys that are just a big draw. Yeah, and also as well, you've got to think in WWE as well, they're known for just having a particular style where when you see like someone like a Hulk Hogan in Japan, 
he wrestles completely yeah, different. Yeah. Like he does toe holds, he does more technical stuff. Even though he's not a, a, yeah. a great, great wrestler, you know, it's interesting just to see the way that they wrestle. And with obviously in the nineties yeah. and with Bret Hart coming through and stuff, you could you could kind of see that. Not the change, but I kind of feel like with competition, they had to do something different. They had to change up and stuff, where I feel with AEW, especially now with CM Punk, potentially with Brian Danielson coming through, potentially with Adam Collins, yeah. other big, amazing uh, people. I mean, um, that yeah. hopefully Vince will then be like, have to change things up. You know, like Raw is unwatchable. Yes. I only listen to it on a podcast. SmackDown is a pretty yeah. good show, but even then... There's only a few good bits here and there, and it feels like hopefully with competition, they might actually yeah. like be different and all this kind of stuff, which is why I think I'm hoping there's going to be another war again because it brings a, a best out of both companies. Yeah, and who's the winner? The Us. Fan. Yeah, the fans. You know, you say about SmackDown, there's some good stuff sprinkled over the top of it, but that's kind of over now. Now, Brains and Cena are kind of, they've done the thing, they've done SummerSlam, that's in the books. Mm. How. How does that, how SmackDown now gonna be without Cena, in your opinion? Do you watch it? Um, I don't know, because you got Becky Lynch back, which I think, even though they want to make a heel, apparently, I don't think I don't think that will work because the fans love her too much. Um, you've yeah. got Brock Lesnar back, so he's there, and it just feels like for me, SmackDown has all the big stars, and Raw just has a few people here and there. And it feels like, which is, yeah. which is mad to say, that Vince cares more about SmackDown than he does about Raw, even though Raw's the longer show. But then again, Raw's just been... Well, it's because um, SmackDown's got the better TV deal, so obviously Vince puts his superstars where the money is. Yeah. That's why. Again, it's all coming down to money. You yeah. know, Tony Khan, he's already said that in America, he's trying to get Rampage on the same channel, TNT, as Dynamite. And it's nothing to do with money. It's because he wants one central hub for everything to go. Now, obviously, they will be moving to TBS in the future, but he will bring Rampage and Dynamite over to them. Yeah. Because you know, yeah. he wants wrestling on one channel, and that is it. He doesn't want to do what Vince is doing, where you've got shareholders for one company saying, I want wrestling to look like this, and then another TV company saying, I want wrestling to look like that. And then he ends up with two conflicting shows. I mean, SmackDown is definitely the better wrestling show because I think they want, well, they chuck more money at it for a start. I think they're a little bit looser with their kind of like PG stuff. They let Roman and John Cena do his own sexual in the end those. That's not been done in years. But you'd yeah. never see that on Raw. No, you wouldn't, no. No, and also as well with SmackDown, it's a lot more like sports orientated whilst where, but it's kind of like the, kind of the same way as it used to be in 2002. Raw was the storyline show, SmackDown was the wrestling show. So it's kind of like going back yeah. to that, you know, like it used to be like 20 odd years ago. But I yeah, feel that's like... Good, that's a good, that's a good. Yeah. yeah, I mean, did you, um, did you see the rating as well for um, AEW Rampage? 1.2? Yeah, about that, yeah, about that much, which is good to see with like a show that's only been on for two weeks on a Friday at 10pm. It shows that how yeah. pop up... And I think now that people know Punk's going to be there on Wednesday... I think that's going to do a even, I think it's going to be a huge. bigger rating. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. yeah it'd, be, it'd be interesting to see what Brian Elm is because I follow Brian and he, he always puts up the um, he always puts up the ratings of the shows. It'd be interesting to see what NXT and AEW pull. I reckon there's going to be a lot. I think it's going to be a landslide. I really do. Yeah, I do as well, man, for sure. I mean, did you hear about what happened at NXT or SummerSlam at all? I've seen SummerSlam highlights. I saw Becky return and Brock Lesnar return. Um, then, obviously, you get the comparisons with CM Punk. 
Um, one thing I did share on our um, Facebook page, uh, Facebook, you know, uh, Know Your Wrestling, give us a search. Um, I did say about Nikki Bella's comment. Did you see about Nikki Bella's comment? Yeah, I did, yeah. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that, to you, Bonus. It's a bit kind of unfair that they only gave the women not that long and it's like but yeah. I know and, and I obviously say, there was nothing there that was her favourite she said nothing there she said Bianca Belair losing her title in 10 seconds is not building stars that's just ruining everything she's ever had yeah why oh, kill the momentum you know and it's things like that sorry I, I, I took away from your question I digress that's not um, no yeah I, I kind of saw what happened what You've seen the show. I must admit, hands up, I've not watched SummerSlam. What What did you take? Uh, I haven't watched it, but I've listened to reviews of it and stuff, and I kind of agree with you completely. It's like, why would you ruin Bianca Belair? And the fact as well that they knew about Sasha not being there for eight days, and it's kind of like people were going to watch it because they're like, oh my God, it's going to be the rematch of like the best match of WWE's year so far. I mean, it won the it won at the ESPYs, you know, and it's just crazy. Yeah. that Even though it's called Becky Lynch's back, it's like, why not yeah. give like I felt so bad for Camilla the way that they brought her out and she was just like dead and stuff but NXT yeah. I heard was really really good the Kyle O'Reilly um, yeah. Adam Cole match was supposed to be amazing the main event was supposed to be quite good but the match of the night that I, I've heard from a lot of people which I'm going to watch now yeah, uh, which I'm going to watch yeah. at some point is Walter versus Ilya Jagunov I've heard that was uh, well I've the only thing I've heard from that is Jim Cornette said it was an absolute war and it was beautiful um i will check that out tonight depending what time i get away from daddy judas yeah man yeah <laughs> i know man i, I heard so many good things about it as well like so many people are like how, how are they going to follow that and stuff and, and like yeah. yeah i mean if it's anything like their first match they had which was my match of the year last year i'm like this match is going to be yeah. even better from you know as well and it's just like that match was just brutal yeah, this was meant to be quite violent. Um, yeah, do you know what, man? I'm I'm actually going to check that out. I mean, if Cornette's saying it's good, I mean, it's it's probably very good. Yeah, man, yeah. And if you have a lot of other people as well on the wrestling Twitter and wrestling Facebook saying it's good, then yeah, because they've... Did you, ever, did you ever see their first match on NXT UK? I did, I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, it got a lot of buzz. It got a lot of buzz, and that's what you've got to do. You've got to get buzz, especially for NXT UK. I mean, apart from Walter, I mean, what else really happens on that show? Nothing much, really. Just besides no, no walls. No, not really. No, not at all. And, and I reckon that'll be gone soon as well. Even though they're sponsoring a football team, I think like Exeter or someone like quite low. But I'm surprised they didn't go to um, Arsenal, considering Arsenal always play a lot of wrestling themes. Did you see on halftime uh, when Chelsea played Arsenal that they actually played Cult of Personality? No. Yeah, man, yeah, Arsenal are like, I'm not sure if it's just the sound people themselves or what, but they're like big wrestling fans. They've had like the game playing, yeah. they've had a lot of, I think they've had like Steve Austin's theme team playing before and stuff. And it's just hilarious to hear these different football teams playing all these different songs That's and cool. stuff. I've never noticed that actually. I'll, um, I'll, have a, I'll have a look on YouTube for that. Now, you brought up an interesting word just then, I think you noticed. What's that? Twitter. Oh, yes. Who used to be. Who used to be the best at Twitter, David Starr. He's resurfaced. Oh, he has. Yes, he has. David Starr has resurfaced in pro wrestling, not pro wrestling world, just in the social media world. And he's kind of stayed away from any subjects to pro wrestling. Um, now, I met David Starr. I've got a photo. I've got his signature. I met him at Rev Pro. Um, the night he lost the British Championship to 
ESP. Um, how do you feel about, about David Starr um, now? I mean, now now the dust has settled and, you know, time's a healer um, and he's admitted to been making mistakes and bits and pieces and he's recovered. I mean, I've, I'm happy to see him back. I've missed him. Not as a wrestler, but just I think everyone deserves a second chance and um, I believe in forgiveness. So, I mean, how do you feel? Because you was a big David Starr mark, to be fair. Um, I'm I'm exactly the same as you, Richie. I think everyone deserves a second chance, and I feel like after dust has settled, you haven't really heard much more about it. It's kind of more gone on to Joey Ryan and a few other people that I'm like, well, yeah. he's doing what's best for him, and he wouldn't have been able to get a, a teaching job if a lot of this was true, and he was going through this sort of stuff. And I feel for yeah. me, it's good to see that he's gone off Twitter and that he's at least getting his life back on track. You know, but it's one of those situations like we said before. Like, but then if it does turn out that he did do any of that, then I'll wash my hands of him and stuff. But I'm just happy that he's able to get his life back on track and he's able to at least mm. like live a happy life. You know. Yeah. From uh, like, what did he actually do? Apparently, he was abusive to someone and raped them or some shit. I, I, I'll be honest, I really don't know. It's just, but this one of those yeah, things see. because of how it all came out and then his reactions to that weren't as good and then I think someone told him to be like don't say anything and then maybe yeah. by seeing people and doing different things like you you can definitely tell even by his face you can see he's a lot more happier now so yeah but that, that's apparently yeah, what I've heard healthier. yeah yeah see the way I heard it I think he was in a relationship with someone and he kind of like manipulated them and stuff and was a little bit cause he's quite a clever bloke um, I you know, they called it grey rape, so I don't think it was physical rape. I, I wouldn't think it'd be like that. I think it was more kind of um, he just made girls feel very insecure and sort of I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it was a horrible thing, you know. It's the whole speaking out move, and it was what triggered that. I mean, Will Ospreay's name was pulled into that. A lot of people's names were pulled into that, but they just went quiet. Um, yeah. I, I don't know if we'll ever see him in a pro wrestling ring. I think he's going to sort of step away from wrestling. Um, but if he did come back to Rev Pro, I don't know what kind of ovation he would get. I don't know if it would be positive, negative or neutral. I uh, think once he starts working, I think he would be a fan favourite again. And if he apologised and blah, 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 and maybe not use it as an angle, but kind of, yeah, I suppose use it as a little bit of an angle. I don't know. It's hard to say. It's... it's I don't know. I'd like to see him back wrestling, but if it happens, it happens. If it don't, oh well. Yeah, and I uh, and I agree with that. I'm hoping he does wrestle one day, but I don't think he will. But also as well, it's one of those things. I don't think they would ever touch it because of how like explosive and how it nearly ruined the UK wrestling business. I don't think anyone would like ever do anything like like that because they know the controversy would be far too much. Even like touching something slightly, you can see even in like things like WWE and. Other places kind of mentioning anything about that kind of thing. You can see people like, no, 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 no. And I feel as well with some names, even though some names were included in that, they were included for, for different things. And I kind of feel like they were just using it in all kind of stuff because apparently Will Ospreay was done for more on the on the bullying aspect. But then you have other people who are more, as you said, the more disgusting, horrible stuff where I'm like, F you, yeah. fuck you. I never want to see you in the wrestling business ever again. You know, like if Joe Ryan came back, I think he would get a massive boo. Everyone would hate him and tell him to fuck off, which I would do. I can't even remember what he was allegedly meant to have done. Uh, lots of disgusting things, mate. 
it's horrible, 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 horrible things. And and then he tried to sue the people that were saying it about him and stuff. And even Matt, Matt Riddle was apparently uh, someone alleged him as well and stuff. It's just mad just how many people. Marty Scurll was. It was like this yeah. time last year, so many people were, you know, I'm glad that... Even Darby Allen had his name called up for something about a month ago. Luckily, that just didn't erupt. It kind of stayed down. But you just don't know if these are... Just because someone says something, I mean, doesn't mean it happens. That's the thing. That's the horrible thing about this whole... The way the world is at the moment. It's um, If you don't like someone, you can say what you want. You scream something and tar and river brush. Yeah. Definitely, man, definitely. But then I think it's also in the shoes and other foot as well. Like, I think even though they should do it more to the police and stuff, I think being able, and I think with the whole speaking out movement, it's maybe given people who are afraid to speak out to then to be able yeah. to be like, I want to speak out as well myself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, because I'm very much on both sides. Yes, it's discussive of the people who've been falsely alleged, but also as well, you should let the victim be able to speak out themselves. Because, you know, especially as well in wrestling, a lot of those people were probably quite scared, you know. And I think it's quite good that with that, it was able to bring people's like courage to come out to be able to say things because then they weren't just feeling like, oh, I'm just a small voice, no one's gonna, no one's gonna listen to me. And I feel like maybe with the person who alleged Darby Allen, which is probably why it's died down, maybe they're known for being quite crazy, where they wouldn't be seen yeah. as serious with someone who maybe isn't seen as mad or crazy and people don't believe what they say, they might take it more yeah. with seriousness, you know? Yeah, I think with David Starr as well, I think there was evidence on them. Well, evidence. There was text messages that ended up going public and stuff. But, um, yeah, that was... Uh, well, like we said at the start, that David Starr's made an appearance. He seems to have sorted his shit out. And, um, well, we'll just watch this space. But I don't think he'd be in the wrestling. But I don't think his Twitter handle's got anything to do with his wrestling. I don't think there's even pictures of him on there as a wrestler. Um, I clicked on the profile and there's a lot of good comments on there saying glad to see you back and looking well and getting healthy. So, yeah, welcome back, David Starr, and I hope your life's in a better place than what it was when you was wrestling. Indeed, man, indeed. I hope so as well, especially as well with David yeah. Starr, because as you said, he was one of our favourites and stuff. We liked seeing him quite a lot and... I we were yeah. willing to see it. Met him, met him when I went to sit with my mum. Met him when I went to go with you. He just seemed like such a nice bloke and stuff. And it's just nice to at yeah. least see that he's getting some help. And he and he had some help. And he's and he's going to be maybe as a teacher teaching the next generation of learning from his mistakes to become better. You know. Yeah, that's great. You know, let's let's just watch this space on David Starr. But here we go. I mean, CM Punk, baby. He's I know, back. Punk, for sure. Yeah, man. Cool. Cool. I mean, when it comes to like AW and stuff, who do you expect him to then potentially wrestle and wrestle against that kind of thing in the future? Maybe even in New Japan or Red Pro. Like, who? What dream matches would you like to see now he's back in the wrestling world? Well, now, yeah, let's talk about dream matches with CM Punk. Let's bring it back to a happy place. Uh, CM Punk. Well, obviously, we know he's got Darby Allen coming up, and obviously, Darby Allen isn't the biggest money name that they could have used. Um, so obviously they've got so much more in the pipeline, but I think CM Punk's going to be there for a long time. He said that, so you know we haven't got to rush anything with storylines. We haven't got to rush opponents. Obviously, I would like to see him wrestle Omega. Mm-hmm. I would like to see him wrestle Okada and see what Meltzer thinks of that. Um, 
if, it, if it's in a Tokyo Dome, we'll be given seven stars straight away anyway. So actually five stars in the, in the Tokyo Dome. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Mark, if it's in the Civic Centre, I reckon it'll be an eight star. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'd love to see him wrestle Omega. I'd love to see him wrestle Icarda. I'd like to see him wrestle Orange Cassidy, so I reckon that would be an awesome match to watch. Um, I'm not fast about Jericho. I'm really not. No, um, I'm not either. I, MJF. MJF, I think, has been with Jericho for a little bit too long, and I think MJF isn't in a good a place he could have been what it was last year. I think working with Jericho has actually pulled his momentum down. So I reckon if he had a good story, a good a good three-month story arc with CM Punk, I reckon that will put MJF back on that top hill level again. Um, I feel what he's doing with Jericho, the inner circle and the pinnacle, there's been a little bit too much comedy, a little bit repetitive. I think MJF needs to go on his own or with Wardlow and have a nice long hill storyline with Punk. I reckon that would elevate MJF to the stratosphere. I think they're both great storytellers. MJF isn't a flippy floppy guy. He's a wrestler. He's a working wrestler. I reckon that for me will be a big one. What about you? Uh, I agree with you there because I think with MJF, I think the promos themselves will be fantastic. And I think... And I think it'll be really cool as well just to see how different, in a way, Punk's going to be in the ring now because obviously he's a bit more older now and not as young as he used to be. So it'll be quite cool to see how he wrestles in the ring. But I agree with you there. Okada, I think, will be a great match. Tanahashi, yes. love, love to see him against some, someone like yeah. a, a Suzuki. I think that'll be really, really cool. Um, yeah. I reckon him against Zack Virginia will be quite good as well because you've got like the, the different styles of both of them. Punk with his more... When he's like he's kind of the more technical side and stuff, where you've got Zack Virginia being like the technical wizard master, as it were, but then you've got yeah. Will Ospreay. I think that'll be a really good match because I think those two want to wrestle each other anyway. Because obviously Punk was like, oh, you know, you could see them teasing each other on Twitter and stuff, and Punk's a massive fan of his. Um, yeah, Alistair yeah, Black, yeah. I think, will be quite a good one because you've kind of got the more darker side to him and stuff, and you've got Punk as a, as a straight edge guy. So that'd be quite interesting to kind of have that, and the match would be really, really good. I mean. They made that'd be good. That that'd be very good. Mm. Uh, that would be very good. I would like to see that. Malachi Black, CM Punk, the GTS versus that spinning heel kick would be a thing of beauty. That'd be a nice kickboxy, strikey kind of. Yeah, I reckon that would yeah. be interesting. Because you got to think, Punk was known for being a Mai Tai specialist, so it's quite cool to have like the both of them, you know, wrestle each other and stuff. Yeah. Um, I would like to see that. Yeah, I'd I'd pay. Tavis on a black and white nine-inch TV to watch that. That would be good. Yeah. Uh, Punk versus that Miro. That would be good. Yeah, definitely, man. Punk versus Miro. I think that would be quite a good match as well. Because the way that they finally booked Miro, because yep. I thought at first they kind of booked him weirdly, but now they now they just made him the, the big monster. I think he's booked so well now, yeah. Miro, and with everything. Um, maybe yeah. Punk versus Pac, we, we, I reckon, would be quite good. Punk versus Penta. Yeah. That, I mean, that, that would be quite oh. interesting. Um, that'd be very interesting I'd like to see that yeah yeah Punk versus Cole um, yeah. Punk versus Jay White I reckon be quite good I thought of that this morning I actually had a thought of that because obviously with AEW you, you can look at so many different locker rooms I actually thought Jay White versus CM Punk would be interesting um, yeah I thought that I'd also like to see I'd like to see CM Punk in some capacity work with FTR Oh, yeah, that'd be really good. But who would you have him tag with, though? Well, again, it depends what way the story arc goes. This is where you could have 
uh, a breakup with the pinnacle because I think that's coming to an end, a bit like the inner circle is coming to an end. And then it's going to make all them guys have their own stories. I think that's where you have the breakup and have CM Punk and MJF team up against FTR, have a really good series of matches with them, and then have MJF turn on CM Punk, turn on FTR as well at the same time, as if like they're going to do a pinnacle reunion, but he, he does, doesn't really get some heat and then go into a story with CM Punk. But I think as a build-up, if I was fantasy booking, yeah, CM Punk and MJF versus FTR, and you use that to elevate the heat for MJF and have a one-on-one run with Punk. What what you would term um, MJF, are you thinking about turning MJF heel uh, face then, or are you just thinking like this thing a tag? No, 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 no. Have MJF turn face with Punk against FTR, and then... Have MJF eventually turn on CM Punk, getting the heat on him, okay. and then everyone respects FTR anyway. They kind of be like a grey men, they're like a little bit of face, little bit of heel, just good workers, just workhorses. Yeah. And then the, like, there's going to be a pinnacle thing that everyone's going to like to see. And then again, MJF turns on FTR the same night at, at the same time, walks out the ring, leaves them all in a bloody mess, and there's a load of nuclear heat on. MJF, do it in Chicago, and then build a one-on-one run with Punk as face, and MJF obviously as a heel. I reckon that would be money. Yeah, I reckon, I reckon that would be money, but it's one of those things, in a way, like, how would you turn MJF heel? He doesn't seem like a character that you could ever turn heel. I mean, face, sorry, because he just seems <laughs> so dislikable. Well, they're both, from, they're both from New York, aren't they? They're both from New York, uh, Punk's obviously from Chicago, in that kind of like tri-state area. So you, you can work it, man. You can work. You can get MJF. You can, he's such a good wrestler. You could get him face, even if it's a little bit wink, wink to the audience. Maybe, which it always oh, has maybe it's maybe it's one of those things they could do what they did did with The Rock, where he doesn't change his character. He does it to the uh, heels yeah. rather than the faces. He's still the rude, obnoxious character, but he does it more to arc it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can see that now. It just feels like yeah, it was one of those yeah, characters yeah. that was, yeah. 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 And you just, it's a bit like when he worked with, um, when he was part of the Inner Circle, it was always, he used to do slight things at the camera and like someone would start talking. He'd do what The Rock used to do at Nation of Domination. Sort of look in the camera and raise his eyebrows and roll his eyes. And you thought, he's going to turn, he's going to turn. And when he does, you go, you bastard, he turns on punk. Yeah, I know, yeah. You've turned on on punk. You are so in the Civic Centre. Place goes mad. You've got now got evil MJF who turned on the fan favourite punk. Because he's going to be the next big star. It's MJF. He, to me, is going to be the breakout. Yeah, I reckon so as well. Maybe even the Hangman Page as well, because I reckon that's one of the reasons why they're not doing the match at all out, because, which I I agree with Tony Khan, like, if he won the title... It was going to be overshadowed by Punk anyway, where I think they might maybe do it either at Revolution or maybe even the next All Out or whatever the May pay per view is. Which what's the May pay per view? Uh, Gears. Gears, that's the one. Full yeah, gear. Full Gear, Full Gear, and it's kind of yeah, yeah which I find be quite interesting to see what they, they do with oh, that as well. That'd be a good match, Punk versus Hangman as well. That would be awesome, and he will. He will work with him. He will work with him. He's there to work with the young guys. He said that. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, that, what I also love about AEW is they only run four pay-per-views a year. They do a few little specials, but they make the pay-per-views feel like there's something. Yeah. Oh, I... I, I, I be, yeah, sorry, right. man. I completely forgot someone that we forgot to mention. Andrade. 
Andrade. Oh. That would be an amazing match. What a match that would be. I mean, did you see Ric Flair at the AAA when uh, Kenny Omega yes, took I the did, title? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so, apparently they were going to give the title to Andrade, but then uh, AW were like, "No, we can't," because obviously with what's happening with Kenny Omega, we want to keep him with the championship. But apparently, when because I listened to a little bit of an interview on Oral Sessions with Charlotte Flair, and she was like, as soon as she heard about Andrade wanting to wrestle in AAA, she was like, "I've never asked for any time off. Give me, give me the time off." And then she went to Ric Flair yeah. like, um, "Dad, I want you to like." Andre wants you to be his manager. What? Like, you know, and then like, yeah. don't worry about the talks, do it in like Mexico and stuff. And it's like, yeah. And Ric Flair was so touched <laughs> to be asked by Andrade to be in his corner, you know, and it's cool to see that, yeah. how much power and influence Charlotte Flair has that she would happily go to chip away. Obviously she couldn't be seen on camera, but it's cool to see that happen. And yeah. it's nice to listen to the interview as well. Like, even though Charlotte misses him, she's like, do what's best for you. And then obviously he then left yeah, yeah. and then came to AEW, which is he's a lot more happier now. So, yeah. What would happen if Charlotte one day dropped WWE and went to AEW? That would be... What? That, Unbelievable. That would be huge, but I don't ever... But I don't think that would happen because... Really? What else has she got to do at E, man? They've, they've gave her every strap that she could ever want. She's held both women's titles. She She's done it all. She's done it all. What... You know, thank you very much, Vince McMahon. You know, Ric Flair was never one for saying... There was no loyalty with Ric Flair. Ric Flair was bouncing around all over the place, AWA, then Smoky Mountain. He'd leave them and then go and work for the NWA. Then he worked for WWE, WCW. He he does what he wants, and he's probably going to say the same thing to um, Charlotte. Do what you want. You know, you'll always come back. It's wrestling. Yeah. I'm very 50-50. One side of me thinks she will because obviously Andrade's their new fresh opponents but the other side of me is thinking she's given so much money she's pushed to the moon in WWE and one of those things where it's a bit like would she want yeah, to keep yeah. that though? But I don't know. It will be, inter- be interesting though because I think with the, how Andrade's being pushed and like mate picture Andrade um, tagging with Punk against some people. I mean, picture like MGF and Punk <laughs> against like the G.O.D. or um, the Marvis Techers uh, and all these different things as well, mate. It's gonna be, uh, dude. We 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 could fancy, but to the to the uh, cows come home about these matches we potentially want to see and stuff as well. Uh, I mean, at the um, I forgot the name. I think it was Dominion. Um, God came out and faced off against. Um, I had a face to face with um, Good Brothers. So you've got like this like battle with the Bullet Club, and you know it wasn't too long ago we had. Um, Oh, what's his name? We see him quite a lot at Red Pro. He's um, oh, um, Hunico. Like yeah, yeah. Hunico. I think that's his name. Hunico. You know, yeah. And he came out, and you had the Bullet Club stuff. It just reminded me of All In. Um, and I was just like, oh man, you know what I mean? There was, I love it. I fucking love AEW. I just love Tony Khan, and I just there's nothing but good things. I think that's going to happen through AEW. It's just, I think as well, are. man. Especially as well with all the doors they're opening and the fact they're having. Tanahashi potentially appear on AEW and stuff, all these different people. It's really cool to yeah. kind of see the inclusivity of wrestling, where I think that's where wrestling strives the best, is when you're able to wrestle up with other wrestlers. And stuff. I understand with COVID, it's a bit more harder to do, which is why Punk came back when he did, because obviously he wasn't going to come back when there's no fans, which is nah. uh, fa- which is obviously totally fair enough. Completely understand that, uh, understand that completely. But then at the same yeah. time, it's like we have so many different things like we even mentioned about anyone from AAA, get punk could wrestle anyone from impact 
and it's just cool that we can think of all these dream matches even now you know yeah. i just think it's mad oh, just yeah. how wrestling has become especially with like AEW, new japan etc so diverse and so inclusive that you could see people from one company wrestling for the other company and vice versa and stuff like nwa like they have yeah. the women's champion defend it on AEW. you know it's just mad yes. just to see just how crazy this wrestling world is where about five ten years ago you never would have seen that. Like back in the day, Impact used to be like to anyone you can't wrestle on any, on any other program and stuff. Like Lip Picture as well, uh, Punk back in Ring of Honor potentially for a couple of matches too. I know they don't do as much of Ring of yeah. Honor AEW at the moment, but hopefully that might start building up as well. I think it will. I'm surprised it never did because of Marty Scroll. Like he's got quite a strong. Any like head of the committee or something for Ring um, of Honor? He used to be, but I think he's. I think he's left now. Uh, so I, is he uh, a free agent? Possibly, but then I think because of all the backlash that he's received over the whole speaking out movement, maybe they're kind of a bit like they don't really want to touch him at the moment because that's one of the reasons why he had to leave Ring of Honor because of all the backlash and all the bad press he received because more people were um, alleging about him and stuff. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, man, yeah, because I listened to a podcast called Post Wrestling. They mentioned all, all the different news and stuff, and that's how I knew about the tragic news about Bobby Eaton passing away and stuff other things yeah. as well and that kind of thing too because they're very good they don't ever like say anything they know is lies same as Sean Ross Sapp they put out stuff that actually they have like sources to it and stuff as well yeah 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 I didn't know that um, Marty Squirrel was involved in this bloody speaking out thing yeah man yeah I always thought I always thought like Jesus Christ like when's Marty joining all the league like I was thinking that's got to be soon surely and he's just kind of dwindled off yeah no, didn't know that. So, uh, what do you reckon? Would ever see Mike Skull back in wrestling? Or I'm not sure, man. I'm not sure. I think maybe give it a couple of years when, like, it's kind of died down. But then again, we never would have thought Hulk Hogan would ever come back. So, you know, even yeah, though know. even though a lot of people still hate him, which which I completely understand. Like, I'm I'm always going to be a Hogan mark just because he's the wrestler that got me into wrestling. But I can, I can understand yeah. why. And I completely agree with why people might not like him. So with with Marty Scroll, you might have the one side of the fans who hate him, other side of the fans who love him. That it's one of those things you just you just don't know. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You never know. You never know. For the only thing I would say about Hogan is he is Hulk Hogan. Like he is the name. Like everyone knows who the Hulk, Hulk Hogan is. I mean, he's a family name. Um, people like Marty Scroll don't have that kind of. Uh, weight behind their name do they no not at all man not not in the slightest no and because with Hulk Hogan even at Wrestlemania 37 like you could hear like audible boos for him which is going to be understandable you can still hear cheers but then it's as you said it's Hulk Hogan and he's one of those names that even if the fans might not like him or some fans might not like him he's such a name that I think people would see him anyway because it's Hulk Hogan you know yeah he might not have that like um, luster or the nostalgia like he did 20 years ago when he first came back to the WWF which I was like oh my god Hogan's back but I yeah. still think he still gets that pop and he will still get that rating because it's Hulk Hogan exactly Hulk Hogan's Hulk Hogan See, that's another thing that annoys me about WWE whenever like, another company starts getting a bit of buzz they always put on like a Legends night it's 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 uh, easy ratings, mate. It's an easy ratings thing. That's that's why they do it. They were like, oh, let's bring yeah. back the old, let's bring up the old guards again, because they're the. I know. Cause it sucks. The, yeah, no, man. Because it's a funny thing about it, though. Even though it's sad, it's kind of like they don't really have any big stars, and they bring back the old stars again because they know that they'll pop a rating. I mean, if they if they announce the Rock's going to be there and stuff, that's that's going to be in a big rating. It's obviously, it's the Rock, Steve Austin. Yeah. 
that gets them a bigger yeah. rating and stuff. And it's just like, then again, mate, it's, it's good marketing. You know, if you know, if you feel like a show isn't going to do very well, slap on something and it'll get more eyeballs on it. You know, that's why, exactly. that's why it's quite cool when AEW do things like Blood and Guts. It's like, call it Blood and Guts and the other shows that give it a name. They're going to get more views because people are like, oh, this is quite interesting. It's, you know, it's given the title. It's given like a big, bigger yeah. thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like a free pay-per-view. Yeah, but from a business acumen point, I can understand AEW doing that, and I award them, I applaud them for it because it's just using what they've got. But I think when WWE just go to the bloody retirement home and just put up a few names, you do think to yourself, "Oh, come on, you must be able to do better things than this." Like, I guess it's also one of those things as well, like when they're kind of like, "Okay, then we got these legends, we're going to put them out. They're going to do it, mate." Because it's one of those things, like, yeah, they could do something better, but. When you know someone like a Hulk Hogan, Rick uh, would have been a Ric Flair, etc., 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 is going to get you a rating or a bigger rating. Yeah. You know, I think yeah. most people do it honestly. They do. It's just uh, obviously AEW haven't got that. Um, you know, they can bring DDP back, but I mean, who did he ever beat? <laughs> uh, Randy Joking. Savage. <laughs> I love. I love DDP. <laughs> is that yeah, a bad that thing? Fun, but... That's a good thing. Oh, fuck, I'll tell you what, every time you listen to a podcast and they're, they're advertising DDP yoga, I must admit, I do sort of zone out a bit. <laughs> I've always wanted to try out DDP yoga because I've heard really good things about it, so... We should good. do it together and just see how it goes. Oh, my God, man, yeah, <laughs> we, should, we should do it as, like, a special one-off, like, uh, video <laughs> yeah. one day. Like, me, you can you can come around here, I can go around to yours or something, do it in, like, a room where we can both do it, put it on the, put it on the TV. Obviously, like... Um, um, Try we can do it so we don't lose uh, so that way we don't get demonetized for it and then just put it onto YouTube and stuff. I think that'd be hilarious. Like, I reckon the... that'd be a good crack actually. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we we might do that. I mean, I've um yeah, I've only just started going back to the gym and trying to cut some weight, man, because I've got dad bod slash like um lockdown bods. Like I've got two bods. That's how much weight I put on. I've got two extra bods. That's right, man. So much you, man. You and many other people across the planet may have probably got the same bod as well. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's the how about you? Have you put any additional LBSs on? Or? Yeah, I have, but I've been doing a lot of karate as well, which is quite good for me. So I'm able to yeah. at least like um, do some exercise and stuff, which is quite good. So yeah, man, you should you should definitely give karate a go, mate. Karate is really really cool and really really good. Yeah, oh, mate. I I used to do it years and years and years and years ago. I, I gave it a go. Um, yeah, I'd love to take up a martial art. I think that would suit me right now, actually. Yeah, um, I don't see me getting back into pro wrestling anytime soon. I don't think my body is designed to take bumps anymore. But um, uh, also as yeah. well, man, it's one of those things because it's the time you got to think about as well when you're going to go. Because I know a lot of like the training schools and stuff usually like a Saturday in like the morning and stuff where it's kind of like with you know yeah. with time and stuff. It's like yeah, I understand. I understand. Like, but relief of like martial arts are usually more in the evening times, like seven till nines, eight till ten sometimes, and then. Just find something that might interest yeah. you, mate. Like I would suggest, if you don't, if you don't, if you don't want to do too many bumps, I wouldn't suggest judo because that's very much a throwing one. Maybe try like karate, yeah. taekwondo, and stuff. Because even though there are throws in karate, you don't really learn them until you get more up to the higher belts. And obviously, as well, due right. to COVID, then they're not going to really throw anyone anyway because of social distancing. So it'll be more like how to learn the different blocks and strikes and stuff as well. Because there's a lot of different strikes, there's a lot of different moves and stuff. It's crazy just how much. When you when you're a beginning, you don't you obviously learn a few things, but when you get to the higher ranks, you learn so many more moves and so many different ways to do it. Like with the normal Oizik, which is basically like a, a punch, you can do that one punch three different ways. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, 
that's it. I mean, yeah, I'd like to learn something. Um, everything at the moment now is just very time permitting. I mean, we're um, at our house. We're, we're just starting to build our gym. Um, so I'm going to have a full functional weights room um, with like proper like gym equipment, like weights, not like um, the stuff you get out of Argos and stuff like that, like proper like Olympic-sized dumbbells, uh, sorry, Olympic-sized like, uh, bars and um, a full dumbbell rack. I mean, it's going to cost probably thousands to get it done but it's going to be so worth it it's oh definitely so man it. yeah and also it's something that you can do um at your house you don't have to travel anywhere you don't have to be like okay we have to see what time the gym's open you can literally just go like oh so i'm uh, yeah. can you look after isla for 10 minutes i'm going to quickly do some um yeah. bicep tricep work and then come down and like yeah done it now do you want to swap yes cool All done. then yeah. Sam, yeah here you go Richie. yeah definitely man exactly that's exactly why we're doing it because yeah, Sam misses going to the gym because she used to be a gym goer, you know, we was both in really good shape. So just like half hour to an hour, maybe like to do a proper light workout three times a week, you know, and Isla goes to bed. We can both go in there and take the monitor in there and just keep an eye on her. And yeah, it makes sense. We're, we're both into our fitness and stuff. I and mean, you never know, man, if I cut some weight, I might end up because Isla's getting older and she's like becoming easier and easier each night, put her to bed at half six and sort of gets up at seven. You know, I'll be able to do a bit more training and you never know, I might end up retraining to go back into pro wrestling just for the fun of it, you know, do a few local shows. No, definitely, man. Oh, that'd be awesome, dude. That'd be cool to see you. Like, Richie, Richie. I'll be cheering <laughs> for you. I'll have my sign as well for you, bud, too. <laughs> Mate, you thought CM Punk's fucking return was big. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, no, 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 no one's big as yours, boss. It's like you, after... You after how many years of retirement you've been in retirement, Richie? Oh my God, twelve years. Something After like that. twelve I haven't years done of retirement, welcome back, Richie yeah. Filmer. Or like, yeah, we'll, give, well, we'll give you some cool name or something. Like, call you like the boat or something. You know, the best of all time <laughs> or something like you know, the boat. Back, you know, the boat because he always sinks. You know what I mean? Like sell out selling community hall. Richie's coming back just for the twelve-year-old kids and their parents who don't want to be there. Oh mate, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now I, I. I I did me and my mate we done a bit of training we didn't do a lot we done a little bit and it was just so fun you know it was um when the rest the thing I love about pro wrestling and what I've missed from pro wrestling is the wrestling community as well you know like I miss the guys and you know I remember the first day I ever walked into an IPW show uh training facility and it was ran by um they used to be a tag team um in the southeastern group called Run DND um and one of them retired, the tall, skinnier one retired, but the heavier one, Danny, mm-hmm. he still um, was active. And I remember when you and I went to go and see um, New Japan and I don't know where it was. It's quite a big, a big show. Sort oh, it was Milton Keynes, wasn't it? Was it the, was Milton, it the Milton Keynes, Keynes show, one? Yeah. Yeah. I saw him sitting as, um, you know, like, like ringside. I suppose he was kind of like a young boy there. Um and I was like, that's Danny, who I trained with. He's the one who taught me how to take bumps. And I don't know, I, I don't know if, he, if he's making any noise at the moment. But yeah, you know, you walk into the training and everyone shakes your hands. I don't know if it's the same anywhere else. You know, if you went football training for a new team, everyone's trying to work you out and think, oh, is he going to be here for long? You know, is he any good? Pro wrestling is full of so many different people from different backgrounds. I mean, I was training with like um, accountants, dustbin people was there there's a couple of guys that worked for biffa there's one guy who was like a trainee accountant 
There's one guy that was into stocks and shares up in London and one guy that worked in Tesco's. But we all had this community, you know what I mean? We was all in this one single yeah. community. And we all shook hands and we all looked after each other. We'd never on purposely hurt each other. It was, um, it's a beautiful thing, wrestling. And I, I can't wait to go back to Rev Pro. Hopefully AEW come yeah. over here. You've got some WWE live stuff as well later on this year if you ever want to go and see that at all. Yeah. And stuff. So, yeah, man. How about, um, what about... Um, Sort of like, how do you feel about the whole COVID situation? I mean, are you happy to go at the moment? Uh, be honest, man, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to go. Uh, I mean, I, I worked throughout COVID, same with you, with the public at my old job. My job I'm back at, at again. Um, I deal with the public. Uh, yeah. It, it, even if I have to wear a mask when, when we're there to protect myself and other people, I'm happy to do it. So, yeah, and I yeah, feel like at too. the O2 and other places, they would probably, like, control it enough that, you would have to either do a lateral flow test or do something so that way. But I'm also double vaccinated, the same as you, so yep. wouldn't hopefully speak to anyone. But it's yeah, I'm 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 happy to do it, man. It would be quite good fun. I mean, I've been in the cinema yeah. with like other people in there as well. So I mean, and plus of all, the yeah. place itself would have to be air conditioned anyway because it's a law now to have a lot of air in it due to coronavirus. And I'll be honest with that. I I don't ever think it will ever go away away. But I'm happy at yeah. least we're starting to at least have some normality again. But I do yeah. feel that even though it's good to have some normality, I don't feel like we should be rushing too much because we don't want it to then spread again, which then means that we're going to have to close everything again, you know, even though we have exactly. the vaccination. So, yeah. Well, it sounds like you and me are on the same page of that. So as soon as we uh, see an uh, opening at new, uh, um, Red Throw at the York Call and we're both very happy and sort of judge, judge it on merit on where the world is at that particular time, we will hopefully come back to our lovely listeners again with monthly reviews on rev pro shows and now like i said earlier sort of in the middle of the cast that my little girl now is getting a better sleep pattern i'll be able to commit more time to this so let's do let's get back into this properly oh definitely man yeah definitely that'll be really good we can also maybe even review some pay-per-views that we we could review all out together uh we could review even so even the big like the next of the big four because uh, that's one of the things I used to, I quite like doing reviews, reviewing the big four WWE pay-per-views, maybe even the big five. Like, we could do next one Survivor Series and the Rumble, WrestleMania, Money in the Bank and SummerSlam. You know, I think that'd be quite cool as well to uh, see our perspective where we look at both promotions because that's the thing about Naya Wrestling. We want to make sure that we're inclusive to everyone and include all different promotions that we can. Absolutely. Absolutely. That was Naya Wrestling, guys. We've been your amazing hosts, as always. Richie Filmer and Mark Sylvester. Thank you, Mark. It's lovely to be back in the podcasting world and I very much look forward to our next encounter. I look forward to it as well, my man. And anyway, bud, have fun and we'll see you soon. And all I've got to say is, I'm back. I'm back.
Personality, the cult of personality, the cult of personality. 